Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of Defining Talent, a podcast. I'm your host, Laura Dickinson-Turner, and every episode I sit down with someone new and ask them the question, how do you define talent? In Season 1, all of my guests are from the College of Arts and Letters at Cal State LA, whether they're students, staff, faculty, administration. And today's guest, Owen Miller, ticks off two of those categories. When we recorded this episode, Owen was not only working full-time in his position as IT consultant for the College of Arts and Letters, he was also in the midst of his comprehensive exams for his master's degree in communication studies, which he of course passed. So now he is both a fellow colleague and a fellow alumnus. Our conversation was partially a discussion of talent, part reflection on kindness and leading with love, and part exploration of societal constructs, and more. So, without further ado, here is Defining Talent with Owen Miller. Have you been on a podcast before? Uh, I did a voiceover for one, That's but not cool. not uh, not me. Yeah. Cool yeah. for what? Uh, my buddy's podcast. It's called nice. Collective Action Comics. Neat. It's a really good podcast. I about, saw. I should check it out. Oh yeah. <laughs> is it about comics or is uh, it about comic strips? It's it's uh, a critical analysis uh, of the United States and capitalism through the lens of comic book. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah. It's all about action. socialism and and communism and. How the United States is a terrible capitalist <laughs> empire, <laughs> and we're just jumping right into it here on the pod. <laughs> I love it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Owen Miller, welcome to Defining Talent. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're a master student here at Cal State Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You're also a full-time staff member. ITC mm-hmm. for the College of Arts and Letters. Yeah. You're getting your master's in? Communication. With a specialization or focus in? Instructional communication Very and cool. teaching. Very cool. Yeah. Did working at Cal State LA, like, is the, is it, was it just sort of serendipitous that you would be working at the same time? And Yeah, it kind of worked out. Um, yeah. They were looking for somebody in this ITC role, and mm-hmm. I uh, was working in IT at the time and was looking for a new job, and this yeah. it all kind of worked out. Yeah. Um, and then to be here and to be... At school and to work at the same time is nice. Yeah, yeah so you don't have to go driving from here to there to everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, are your classes then more in the evening or are they sort of spread out throughout the week? They're in the evening. Yeah. yeah. And you just did comps last week, comprehensive I exams. did, yeah. My exams. Yeah. So w- I won't dwell too much on that because I know that's stress, stress to the USA. It is, yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I'm not done. I have my oral uh, yeah. defense of it next Friday. So. so this is really just like a warm-up, honestly. Like doing a podcast is a is a warm-up for an oral defense. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It is. Um, and you're a Renaissance man, too. Like you, yeah. you've kind of, like your path is, you know, not just a straight line. You, you've been all over. You worked on farms. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I worked uh, on a farm. I've done a lot of different different jobs, ranging from yeah. working at In-N-Out, a 
a manager's assistant for uh, the bands Foo Fighters and Beck and Beastie Boys. So that was cool. fun, uh, just being an assistant there. Yeah. Um, did that, worked in insurance, and worked at uh, as a camp counselor, and a f- uh, just in turn turned into working on a farm as a yeah. camp counselor. Uh, yeah. Maintenance and construction, and then uh, into IT consulting and IT work oh. through Paramount Studios and mm-hmm. City of Hope, and now Cal State LA. Cool. So I've been bopping around, yeah, trying to figure out where I should, <laughs> where I should land, um, yeah, and how I should focus my talents. So your talents. Oh, that was a good segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good segue into into the pot. I mean, because well, it sounds like a lot of those gigs, um, you know, even though they're very like different fields and, and places, there's a there's a heart of service in in all of those of like being mm-hmm. of service to others and like you know helping people out. Is that something you love doing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been a part of me. Yeah. Um, since I was little, I was a tiger yeah. cub and in Boy What's Scouts. What's a tiger cub? Uh, it's, the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the first, it's the very first uh, entry into scouting oh, okay. as a, as a, as a kid or it was yeah. at least in Cub Scouts. Yeah. Um, you're a tiger, tiger cub and then you're a bear cub and then you're a wolf. What? And then you're... A weebelow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what a weebelow is. Well, weebelows wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> they wobble, but they don't fall down. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and then you become. Then after that, uh, you turn turn into a boy scout uh, uh-huh. when the moon uh, changes. <laughs> and, uh, when, is, when you turn, a, when you turn ten, a whole new yeah. world to me. I didn't. Um, I. I mean, I had friends who were mm-hmm. scouts and Girl Scouts as well, but I never did any of those things and didn't have close enough friends that were like sharing those things with me. Uh-huh. So all of that, like, I'm aware that they exist and and how like people have had awesome experiences in, in scouting, but I'm like, that is brave new world to me. <laughs> So that's cool. That's yeah. why I'm like genuinely like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, talents, defining talent. How do you, Owen Miller, how do you define talent? How do I define talent? Yeah. On this day, today. Um, I guess it's something that something that somebody is, is competent at mm-hmm. and has confidence in their ability at doing something yeah. um, that others also can attest to and say, hey, yeah, they're... Uh, yeah. Good at that, based on whatever arbitrary set of rules or <laughs> set of guidelines are around that specific For task sure. or movement or skill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are some talents that you really admire and like recognize in others? Like you're like, oh, these are, I love these talents. I admire when people are able to stay calm and remain true to who they are in mm. times of like pressure or just like. When they're kind of put up against a put up against a, a challenge or yeah. stress, yeah. yeah, totally. I think that's talent. Um, singing, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think is a cool yeah. talent. Yeah, and being able to dance really well. Any sort of art, I think, yeah. is exceptional and and lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, I like. I love that you started with a talent that isn't necessarily one of the ones that like people would just point to, like singing. You know, oh yeah, that's talent, right? Or like, but that ability to stay calm. That's one that I also admire because, mm-hmm. like, it's something that I can do, but I have to work really hard at it, and it's been, a, like, a lifelong process of learning how, and I still, like, have moments of comp- 
complete breakdown. Um, and so when there are folks who seem to always be, even if you can tell that they're like agitated, but they're able to, like you can also tell that they're able to put that where it needs to go for the moment, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, that's a talent for sure. Big time. <laughs> yeah, it's super hard. Yeah. Do you, because you mentioned teaching, do you have like an age group that you want to teach or that you're hoping to like be an educator to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, want to teach in college, college yeah. levels. Yeah. yeah. Um, or uh, I don't know. I'm pretty open to teaching any <laughs> any any grade level. Really, yeah. I taught sixth graders when I was at camp uh, mm-hmm. as a camp counselor. Uh, it was an outdoor school, so I did. Uh, I was teaching then, um, and they were really cool. Um, I, there's pros and cons to every age group. Definitely. Um, and yeah, the more I'm going through my program, the more I'm realizing. Okay, maybe I would even just like to teach high school or mm-hmm. elementary because mm-hmm. um, I've been thinking about community college or yeah. like college level. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. the goal. The goal of mine is to get to a point where I could have as many things as possible kind of on autopilot in a way mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. I like having a conversation with somebody and you um, find yourself getting stumped or you're taken aback by something they say or mm-hmm. you're, there's uh, an issue right that comes across in that conversation. Yeah. My goal is to get to a point where if something happens like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't phase me. And oh, I just move yeah. through it and I already yeah. know, I've already like gone through that before mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. So when I go through it again, I know how to act, right? Or yeah. I know how to, to move through it. Whereas, so I don't have to think about it as much. So I can uh-huh. use that space in my head to think about other things, and yeah, <laughs> to find that calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and because and the reason I jumped to that question about teaching is because I immediately pictured a kindergartner teacher, right? Like the the chaos that happens in mm-hmm. a room full of kids around the age of f- four, five, six, right? Mm-hmm. And like how a, a unflappable a kindergarten teacher has to be, like. Yeah. You know, to, to still have emotion and not be a robot, right? So that the kids feel seen and, and loved and cared for, but also like have the firmness when needed without like squashing the the child and the curiosity. And it's like that is hard. Super hard. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I could do that maybe with like one or two kids at a time. Yeah. Not like a room full of <laughs> just like Especially trying to teach lessons of like discipline and yeah. Like, if they're not getting that taught at home, too, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. come into the classroom and they're disruptive, or yeah. they're... Like, I taught uh, a summer... It was, like, a um, vacation Bible school, it was called. Mm-hmm. So, over the summer, uh, during the day, it's just a daytime school for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Um, parents leave their kids at the church, mm-hmm. and we watch them mm-hmm. for the day. And we do a bunch of fun activities all day. But it was all ages. So, it was, like, yeah. from five until, like, there was, like... 14 year old I think mm-hmm. we had and those 5 year olds those 6 year olds were really rowdy yes. and those and when their parents came to pick them up the parents had zero control over them oh, yeah. so it was like teach them how to behave sure. in a group of people sure um and then so when we're trying to do that yeah. as and but then we're also trying to teach the rest of the class mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. that just kind of gave me a glimpse into the life of like a kindergarten teacher or yeah. somebody who yeah, we we need to pay those people a lot of money. They oh should gosh. be making lots of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, and as you said that, it reminded me of the fact that like, you know, 
less than a hundred years ago, it's, you know, it would be a one-room schoolhouse, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd have you'd have the the younger kids, and then you'd have the kids up until you know what we would call like middle grade or, or above, and then some of them wouldn't go past that because they needed be need be needed at home for mm-hmm. you know uh, farm work and stuff. But yeah, thinking of like one school teacher in a room full of kids ranging in age from five to 16 you know bless big time yeah yeah um are there people um people in your life whether it's parents friends um instructors mentors who are like that's a talented person either role models of talent or just like people who are like these are the talented humans i know Mm. uh well uh just my family uh, specifically uh, my sister's incredibly smart, incredibly talented, mm. um, incredibly organized, and so she's a uh, planner. She's uh, a scientist, uh, mm. air quality control scientist. She does all of those. Uh, she takes on all those roles, and it's working for the state of California. Yeah, uh, working on policy for urban urban development, urban planning, and specifically around air quality. Mm. So she tries to make sure that our air quality is the best it can possibly be in, the, mm-hmm. in in our state but then she's also tackling problems of like trying to figure out where industry is going to grow or urban developments are going to grow or how to make mm-hmm. our cities more walkable and yeah. um, less polluted really yeah. so she does that and she's extremely talented in that regard she's uh eloquent and she really cares a whole lot mm-hmm. and that's I think really cool um, and really admirable and it's inspiring she's inspiring so then her and then my mom is an incredible talent she's a costume fabricator Mm -hmm. and artist so she's just mad talented artist yeah and then but with a a sewing machine she can make anything and it's really cool uh, seeing what she can do Uh, but she makes a lot of incredible costumes and outfits and different things for different productions yeah um and then uh, my dad is an actor mm-hmm. and somebody who can tell a story and read to you in a way that is captivating and exciting and keeps you keeps you there and keeps you at every hanging on to every moment yeah so i have some pretty talented people just in my my family alone yeah and then all my friends are really talented uh friends who are incredible actors who i've yeah. seen them in plays and i have some friends who are uh talented musicians and yeah. singers and even going down to ta- taking talent to just being a good person yeah. and just being because that's even hard to do mm-hmm. it's hard to go through life and to take the high road yes our country is set up to take advantage of people yeah like everywhere you turn you could potentially get taken advantage of yeah there's you have to pay for everything yes. so in that state we're all on edge mm-hmm. and to be on edge uh, it's easier to kind of hide away or to yeah. respond out of anger or to respond with some sort of um, fire with fire, right? When yeah. you're presented with fire, to respond with fire instead of to respond with uh, a warm hug, you know, or totally. um, something sweet. And I try to surround myself with people who do that, yeah. um, who aren't, who are taking that step back and trying to create space between yeah. conflict and to have grace and understanding and yeah um, i think it's important yeah because it is a very transactional sort of you know systems the systems that we have are very transactional like an eye for an eye kind of feeling or like you know you need you want this you need this okay you have to pay for it in some way shape or form mm-hmm. that pain right and even if it's not payment like 
actual literal handoff of money, then it's the payment of time or energy or intellect or emotion, right? And happy to do those things for friends and loved ones and a stranger on the street that clearly needs assistance, right? Big and time. that's, I agree, it is a talent to to love people, to mm-hmm. like go through life with love and, 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 and lead with it rather than lead with fear or lead with lack, right? Even though we might like be living in lack for lack of access, lack of resources, but you know, it's like the, the love is still always there. Mm-hmm. Like we can still access it. And at this point, I think a lot of people have probably met someone who has had so little access to love mm-hmm. that they don't even know how to get to it. Yeah. And like, how do we, how do we, because when I hear you talk about the things that you are drawn to and like the things you want to do, I'm like, oh, this is a person who wants to help other people find that, like that pathway. Like, how mm-hmm. do you love other people? How do you let people love you? Yeah. Yeah. That light. Yeah. 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 That's the goal. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> For sure. That's like the goal above all else, really, is... Totally. What legacy... Mm-hmm. I don't think legacy doesn't matter to me. Right. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I want people to shine their light, you know? Totally. I want to shine mine, and I yeah. don't want people to dim, dim me out. Sure. But then I want to be able to ha- allow other people to shine their yeah. light or, like, to... Sh- to push them to shine right. your light even to right. to show them hey this is like this is yeah. you don't don't have to be in the dark you don't have to be uh, yeah. hiding away come to the light come to come this to space the light, come to the light <laughs> exactly yeah like well, really. there's the there's the saying i think in buddhism about like you know that if you know we think of if we're thinking light as like a light bulb right but if you mm-hmm. think of light rather as a candle right mm-hmm. like if my candle flame goes out then i can't i can't relight yours and oh, vice yeah. versa mm-hmm. right so that that light in that sort of sense um you know my my flame is going to shine as big and bright as the oxygen and air and and source around the wick right allows it and it'll be what it is and you know but if if it goes out it doesn't like i could have the biggest wick ever and i could have mm-hmm. the most oxygen and i could have all of the stuff i want but if the flame is out the flame is out Exactly. And it needs something else to help light it. <laughs> yeah, community. Community yeah. brings that, right? Like, it's totally. so important. I was just thinking this morning, you can't laugh. Well, you can laugh by yourself, right? You can laugh at yourself and you can... Yes. But it's, it's much easier to prompt a <laughs> laugh with somebody else in the room. Sure. Like, sure. a laugh is more likely if mm-hmm. you're with somebody else. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty beautiful. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. There's these ideas, uh, or there's this these scientific theories, I guess, that are proven about trees. They their roots interconnect, and they can talk to each other mm-hmm. through the through the ground system, right? Through roots, yeah. uh, fungi do the same thing. Yeah. I learned about this through uh, The Last of Us, right? <laughs> um, fungi and mushrooms, yeah. they can talk to each other yeah. uh, across the continent, right? Like mm-hmm. through underground networks, right? Yeah. Coral has the same thing. Mm-hmm. A piece, the same species of coral in two different parts of the world will spawn at the exact same time because they're the same species. They yeah. have this interconnected understanding, that w- way of communicating that we don't even know, yeah. right? But what it means is that there's that connection, right? That connection mm-hmm. and to others is so important. It's ingrained in nature. It's ingrained in our society. It's ingrained in the world. It's ingrained in who we are. Yeah. Um, and we need to like be accepting that and saying, 
hey, that's that's the thing here. Mm-hmm. Let's lift that up. Mm-hmm. You know, instead yeah. of this fight to be the top person, right? Uh, every person for themselves. Right. Let's lift up community. Let's lift that those ideas up. Yeah, totally. Um, that fight for the top. That fight for being the top person. Do you think that there is a definition of talent that exists out there that are negative, inherently negative? Or people are using them in a way that is negative, rather? I don't know if talent is negative, but the way that it's used, yes. Yeah. For sure. How so? Oh, just uh, being good at rhetoric, being good at Mm -hmm. persuasion Mm -hmm. and talking to people Mm -hmm. and having a a voice. Mm -hmm. You have a responsibility then um, to use that and because it's it's a powerful thing yes. people will listen people want to listen mm-hmm. people want direction people are so worried about themselves or about trying to find what their purpose is in life if they could have just somebody tell them that would make it all easier sure. i wish that i wake sure. up in the morning thinking gosh i wish somebody who could tell me uh <laughs> I I what i should do and that would be great because then yeah. i could just do it and know that that this is what i need to be doing but that's not how life works yeah and then people take advantage of that, though. Yes. So the people who are really good at speaking, the people who are really good at getting their way or manipulating a situation through mm-hmm. language, mm-hmm. that's a talent right there, but that's a dangerous talent. And we've yeah. seen it, and we see it right now working its yes. way, and it's divisive. Yeah. It can be used to divide. So, um, But it can also be used to commune and to bring mm-hmm. people together so it's i think most talents have a double-edged sword or a double-edged yeah. sword like that yeah have you sure. ever heard or you have you, you you yourself said like oh i'm but i'm not talented mm-hmm. yeah when you've heard someone else say it has it been someone who you thought was talented and so, you're like, like always yeah <laughs> it's like always that yeah you're like what are you talking about like right. especially with comparing right yeah because you're like they may not think they're talented, but that's them comparing themselves to, like, a singer, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody, an amateur singer being like, oh, I'm not talented, and they're comparing themselves to, like, Andrea Bocelli, right? Yeah. Or, like, Celine Dion, right? Yeah. They're like, I'm not talented. Well, <laughs> well, like, those are <laughs> the incredible singers, but, yeah, yeah they, you are talented. And then to me, to hear somebody say that, well, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not that talented at singing. I'm, I can sing a little bit, but, yeah. like, uh, somebody who's an amateur singer, I'm like, well, yeah, you're way talented, right? right. Like, And it's all kind of... Um, referential writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I part of this podcast like was born out of hearing someone say like I'm they're not talented, and I was like, the amount of times that I have heard people say that who I know are talented, mm-hmm. right? Who I without a doubt would describe to somebody else as a talented person, right? And maybe oh, you know, have I seen them on TV? No. Have, have, have are they on stage? No. Like, do I have their record? No. But they're talented, you know, in all these other ways, and I've definitely myself done this and also heard other people I used it in such a way that that phrase I'm not talented or I'm not that talented in a way to diminish oneself mm-hmm. or like oh diminish the expectations that others have or I have on myself and I'm like where does that come from <laughs> it dims <laughs> does the light that, yeah, yeah where does that need to dim the light come from there's a that Marianne Williamson quote not needing to dim your light in order to let others shine like we can all shine mm-hmm. I, I often tie it back to capitalism and the way that we're structured to think that, like, of worth and value. Like, why should I feel the need to constantly, and I sometimes literally feel a need to, Mm -hmm. to diminish myself, to dim my light, to deny my own existence in some ways, right? Um, I for sure think we are, we're so 
sensitive. We're all so sensitive. Mm -hmm. Everybody's so sensitive mm -hmm. as a person, and we're sensitive in different ways. Yeah. And we all have degrees of sensitivity. Sure. But gosh, are we all sensitive? And there's yeah. so many people. Uh, this like toxic masculinity or hyper masculinity uh -huh. ha has been pervasive throughout history. Mm -hmm. Of like, oh, I'm not sensitive right sensitivity right. is weakness right. is and it isn't weakness yeah. at all it's what we are it's just yeah. is right so it helps us perceive the world around us on all levels exactly yeah. it's beautiful and then if it's embraced yeah uh it's a beautiful thing that's funny the lights just went out right yeah uh, uh, oh <laughs> we dimmed the lights no, uh, but yeah i think that the people who are talented like we're we're all talented, right? Mm -hmm. And the people who are successful in it, yeah, or the people who believe that they it, sure. like belief is so powerful. Belief, sure. the sure. just that word in itself, uh, believing in something, even the the idea that we believe in the tooth fairy until we're a certain age, where we put our <laughs> our, our tooth under our pillow, or yeah. the Easter bunny, or mm -hmm. Santa Claus, like that's so powerful. Sure, and. If you believe that you're a talented person, mm -hmm. well, then you'll keep going. But yeah. if you stop believing that, then you're going to stop. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be, you're not going to be moving anywhere, mm -hmm. right? You're maybe even going to be moving backwards. Right. Um, but it's much easier to believe somebody if they believe themselves. Yeah. And you said something earlier about rhetoric and people using language to convince. And I, and I think it's so easy for a person to get in their own way. Mm -hmm. And I remember my, my, my first year that I started studying theater, which was my freshman year of college, a professor said, you know, stay out of your own way. That was his sort of like motto. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I'd heard that, like in that way, or, or maybe I'd heard it literally in that way and just never landed. And I think that like our the the rhetoric that it's because it's so easy for us to get in our own way, mm -hmm. like other forces or people or rhetoric will be like, oh, let's take advantage of that. Oh yeah, let's get you in your own way so we don't have to do the energy of getting it in your way. Big time, right? Yeah, because then you've done our work for it of keeping you keeping you down, keeping you small, keeping your light dim, you know, keeping you from achieving community greatness, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like when I'm in when I'm in the presence of somebody who, like you just said, believes in themselves, and it doesn't mean that they're like ego is huge and they have all the confidence in the world. Like oh, I'm great. It's just like oh, that I'm, I'm grounded in myself. I'm centered in myself. I know who I am, mm -hmm. and who I am is a flawed human being, full and whole. Right. Um, I feel calm when I'm around those folks because mm -hmm. they're calm in themselves. Yeah. And even when they get in their own way, they recognize they're in their own way, and they kind of go, "Oh, cool! I'm in my own way. How do I how do I work around that?" Right? And that's inspiring mm -hmm. to be in that presence of that, like a human who's kind of like it's contagious. It's a little yeah. contagious. It's like a yeah. yawn almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like I feel more comfortable. We don't even realize it necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that other thing about being sensitive, right? Like, there's mm -hmm. so many things that even the the temperature of the room or uh, the clothes that we're wearing just aren't sensitive to our skin or to touch or just the interactions we have if we have a positive interaction mm -hmm. on the way from one building to another we may enter that second building as a completely different person or completely totally. uh, either, either it's a positive interaction and you come into the building now oh wow I'm, I have a little pep in my step or you yeah. come into the building off of a negative interaction feeling worse about yourself yeah um, yeah and that Right there again, I can't. Uh, it's like a micro belief, right, or micro mm -hmm. confidence, or mm -hmm. it's that little, uh, those little things that it's yeah. important to notice. I think. Yeah. Do you feel 
you're a positive person, Owen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And but like, and I and I I, I try to be a positive person as well. Mm-hmm. And do you ever feel like because positivity is one of your superpowers, one of your talents, mm-hmm. that like on days when you can't access it for whatever reason in the way that you know you can and you want to. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking because this is what happens to me. I feel like oh, I'm letting people down. Yeah, big time. Yeah, because they're, they're other people are used to the status quo or like yeah. they're not they're not worried about the they're not thinking oh Owen has all these different ranges mm-hmm. of person of Owenness of Owenness like yeah. we all do yeah and I actively I actively try to seek positive or to be an optimist yeah. so it's not like I'm it's not easy sure and it's definitely not just natural mm-hmm. and. It's work, and then when I can't put in that work to do it at all, it throws people off because they're like, this isn't normal, this isn't who you are, and then that confidence, it makes them less confident in the world. Like, if we have confidence Mm -hmm. in ourselves, it makes everybody else a little more confident in the world. They're like, if if I am confident in myself, you're like, oh, it's not that bad, right? Like. The world isn't that bad, but if everybody's losing their shit, then it's just the worst. Yeah. And it's going to just uh, spi- steamroll, right? right? And kind of right, right. Uh, spiral out. Totally. Um, so, gosh, it's so important. Yeah. But it's uh, there's so many things to think about. Instead of thinking about so many things mm-hmm. and all of that, just to remember that we are all complex beings i think if we can if everybody can learn the term intersectionality oh yeah and just think leading with love right yeah is is a way of of stepping outside into the world each day but leading with intersectionality yes thank you kimberly crenshaw yeah kimberly crenshaw is amazing uh love her like stepping each step we take with that just in the back of our heads right? right or uh, superimposed on the world right. uh, around us with that l- through that lens of intersectionality. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, we'd all be so much more patient with each other. Yeah, we'd be more understanding. We'd be it'd be easier to laugh. It would be easier to smile. Mm-hmm. It would be we wouldn't be taking things so personally. That intersectionality of you know it's it is race, it is class, it is gender, it is you know ability, it is all of that, and it is also the intersectionality of how those things and beyond influence like if someone's having a good day or not. Because if I, you know, like, if someone only sees me on the plane of I'm a positive person all the time, mm-hmm. then they're putting me in the, the box, right? Exactly. Of you're a positive person and that's all you do. Or you're a woman and that's all you are. Mm. Or, you know, you're a queer person and that's all you are. And I'm like, okay, great. But, like, I'm also all of those things. I'm also a person who regularly has anhedonia and doesn't feel happy or sad or anything about anything. Yeah. <laughs> and has to, like, realize that in this moment that I'm supposed to have a positive reaction or, or a sad reaction. This is how I should behave. Um, is anhedonia... Uh, anhedonia is the absence of pleasure. Okay. And, like, an inability to feel pleasure. So, okay. I mean, but there's... I also have just issues with numbness or mm-hmm. just kind of going, like... I'm supposed to be feeling a thing right now. Sure am. But, uh, but like, <laughs> but you I almost don't, exactly don't care, it. almost, right? Or yeah, it's more just, like, I am aware that I'm supposed to be feeling a certain way. I certainly feel that with grief. Like, I'll feel sad about things, but I'll, it's more like I know I'm supposed to feel sad. And I do realize that I do feel sad, but I'm not, like, feeling sad. And one of the reasons I like theater so much is because it helps me feel things in my body more. Mm-hmm. Um, the study of it and the practice of it. And then it it helps me. It's helped me learn how to like channel those things properly, quote unquote, properly in like normal 
actual life <laughs> outside of the classroom and stage. Um, but yeah, the intersection of like all of the things that a person is and, and the ways in which we don't necessarily know that we might be intersecting with somebody and, and have more in common with them than we think. Mm -hmm. Do you ever find yourself in situations where someone will have a reaction to someone else or they'll come and be like, did so-and-so did this to me? And like you hear what they're saying and the facts of what they're saying. Yeah. And then you go like, oh, wow, why do you think so-and-so did that? Right? Yeah. Or like, oh, maybe the, maybe this is what so-and-so was coming from. You know, like, do, oh, yeah, do you find totally. yourself doing that? Because I feel like I've, I've done that and then people are like, why are you playing devil's advocate? I'm like, I don't know. I just try to think about all of the things that could potentially influence the situation. That's what I meant. I yeah. guess that's what I mean by time and place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For somebody doesn't want to hear that, right? True. A lot of time when somebody, they don't want to hear that. Yeah. They don't want to hear what uh, somebody else is going with. It's not, maybe not the right time right. to play a devil's advocate. Right. It's more uh, like learning when to listen to somebody mm -hmm. and say, hey, that sucks. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Or, yeah. and then, or to listen to somebody and say, hmm, uh, what are they, do they, do you ask them how they felt about yeah. that or how, like, and then to try to be the devil's advocate. It's just all about timing, yeah. right, I guess. Yeah, it is all about timing. Um, <laughs> well, there's degrees, right? Like, I just think that there's degrees of how much, because there's days where I feel nothing. Sure. And I think that the world, nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> I, and nothing matters. I feel nothing. Even, yeah. I can't laugh. I can't smile. Yeah. I can't even cry. Mm -hmm. um, and that's uh, there's probably some physical, some scientific thing with mm -hmm. like dopamine levels and yeah. serotonin. Um, but then there are days where I am full of it. Right. I'm right. full of that feeling, and it's the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. And today I left my keys at home. I was on my way to work and. Or I left my glasses. It was my not my keys. It was my glasses. I was like halfway to work and I forgot my glasses. I was like, oh, no. I need to get my glasses. Yeah. And so then I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna be late. I'm like worried about all these things. Yeah. And for the people who I'm worried about being late for, mm -hmm. I don't want to get scolded, right? I don't want to get right. in trouble for being right. late. But they don't know that I just like forgot my glasses. That the power went out at 7 a.m. this morning. That. Yeah these things are going on that I'm going through comps exams that right. I've I'm depressed right. like all those things play into me coming into work on time or being late yeah and those are all it's a lot of different things overlapping mm -hmm. um and I just would hope that somebody would think before thinking that I'm trying to skirt my responsibilities mm -hmm. or I'm trying to I'm being lazy I yeah. guess yeah uh they would think, oh, there's probably another reason. There's lots of things going on. Yeah. And that's everybody. That's yeah. all of us are dealing with that. So yeah. even to expect somebody, even just one person to show up on time mm -hmm. uh, to any pl any place, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Like yeah. the fact that they show up, showed up on right. time, right. they were able to get it all together right. and uh, get their head together, get their head straight. Who knows what other stuff ha they have going on mm -hmm. in their lives and they're able to get to work on time. Yeah. Sweet. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That shouldn't be the... We're just, I don't know, I'm going on a like rant about Like the demarcation point time. of, like, whether or not this person is worthy. Like, yeah, whether they're worthy yeah, or not. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, oh, you're late? Great. You suck. Exactly. People are going to be late. People yeah. are going to be messy. People are going to do things differently. People are going to make mistakes. Yeah. Even if they're good at their job, they're going to make mistakes at their job. Sure. All the time. Yes. And that isn't a knock on them. It's just, we yeah. just got to keep believing in those people. Right. And it's it's hard to have, because you, you mentioned grace, and I think that grace is super important. You know, and it's, um, 
it's not it's not that like oh every every no one like everyone gets a free pass and every and nothing there's no consequences for everything because i i often try to get here by eight but i'm here at like 8 15 right and sometimes the consequences of that are that like i have to stay later because i didn't get stuff done or like i didn't get enough time in the morning and it's like all these little things and it's like it's not that nothing has consequences <laughs> certainly i mean i'm 40 and i know that the generations underneath me like often get knocked for like oh you know this is the the gold star generation the tri- everybody gets the trophy generation it's like no i think there is a massive value in teaching children teaching humans from youngest up but at all ages you are loved and you are valuable and you are worthy because you are you and there is no other you in existence nor will there ever be it doesn't mean that there's no rules and no regulations it just means that like you get a free pass always for being loved or should at least like no one should be withheld um, love and appreciation there, there are constructs in our society of competition mm-hmm. and this idea of like oh this this, this kid is really smart yeah. he, they're the best yeah or they're the best at basketball yeah. or we're the best at the blah 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 yeah best 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 well that's capitalistic yes extremely capitalistic and it only benefits a small amount of people right right i have words in my vocabulary i have uh it's almost like uh, a room I sit in mm-hmm. full of language and words that I feel are valuable to other people and yeah. also to myself yeah. but are also positive and full of love mm-hmm. um, there's themes and there's like this idea of grace or this idea of the light I want to sit in a room with all those things yeah. I want to be in a place I want to be walking through the world in a bubble almost of all of that information and those terms those frames of viewing the world rather than sitting and thinking negatively about somebody yeah. or thinking I'm better than somebody or yeah. thinking I could beat somebody right. or I have some sort of advantage or somebody's less like these ideas of lesser or mm-hmm. uh, hate or um out to get me the these things aren't good to to sit in right Right. they're not a good space to be in right um no one needs to nurture destruction destruction is always going to happen our cells are always going to be dying off and falling off and like we don't need to help it yes yeah the, the, the negative is going to be there no matter what, yes. right? Yeah. The, 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 the downsides to things, right. the, the things that go wrong are mm-hmm. always going to be there. Yeah. So if we can try to, like, not influence that as much mm-hmm. and influence the more positive things that happen, that's sure. like, oh, gosh, it's so much better. And even the constructs of language being, like, because so much of our l- human language, and certainly Western, uh, civil- mm-hmm. like, uh, Western civilization language, has is structured around binaries. Um, and so it's it's hard sometimes to step outside of those binaries because even like negative and positive, right and wrong, the things that this person over here might think of as wrong might actually be right and beneficial for all these other people over here. Or like even looking at things like farming methodology, mm-hmm. right? Going back, let's yeah. circle all the way back to farms. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, that I can farm this land this way in this climate mm-hmm. and grow these crops, but those same farming methodologies aren't going to necessarily work over here in this soil, in this elevation with this sort of vegetation, yeah. you know? And if I try to force that, it will be wrong. Mm-hmm. It won't work yeah. rather, you know, it doesn't. So I have to find the new ways and, and, and understand that like, you know, it's not just a 
this is the way and this is the way it's like there's the continuum to life and a spectrum to life well that goes into the whole yeah non-binary versus binary Mm -hmm. and uh, today i i had this i'm I'm curious what you think about this is yes my friend posted on her story Uh a video from uh an instagram account that posts uh it was something about it was called like bring masculine back or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this isn't something we need uh, as an account. And looking through it, it has lots of videos of, like, Jordan Peterson, Mm -hmm. who is just uh, a a terrible human. Um, Talk about somebody who uses rhetoric to espouse really horrible, Uh horrible beliefs. Um, So just let alone just him on this page, right? So that was a cursory... (laughs) I went to the account because I was like, okay, what is she posting? And this video is a group of people talking about... Um, a trans uh, woman who competed in a swim race, mm-hmm. and they were using these tropes. Uh, very, it was very a lot of very uh, heavy use of anti-trans language mm-hmm. and anti-trans tropes yeah. uh, to talk about this this person and this experience. And I was like, I almost, I wasn't sure if I should respond to her. Yeah. Because it wasn't like a response; it was on her story, so right. it kind of is like me being the quote-unquote karma police you know mm-hmm. of saying hey do you realize how how horrible this is that you yeah. posted this do you realize how anti yeah uh, trans people this is how hurtful this is to yeah. so many people but i also didn't want to be the person who is the i'd like to try to shame her right sure or sure. trying to i don't know how it's going to come across because i don't right. talk to her right yeah, yeah like we don't we're not like friends right. as in right we so talk every day friend. she's right. my instagram friend yeah, right like, like yeah. i think the last time we had an actual conversation was maybe like four years ago right three years ago right so out of the blue do i just been like hey, this is, like, really gross. Like, <laughs> I almost sent that, and I was like, yeah. wait, she's not going to take that well. Like, yeah. how could I write this? Could I write this? Could I even write this in a way right. that can be educational and um, sincere? Sure. And I think I could. <sighs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is taking a lot of time. Right, right. Uh, and so a lot of thought yeah. for me to put into <laughs> how do I engage something that's going to go away now and shortly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. how do I engage? Yeah, yeah I mean... Sometimes asking a person a question is a good way to find out where they are. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, I saw I saw you posted this thing, and I'm just curious, like, why did you share that? Yeah. You know? Because it may be that it, was, it wasn't a support, but, I, you know, if somebody's posting something like that without context, um, and something is very clearly on one side or another of an argument, right, then if it's on that side, I'm, and there's no context, like decrying it or whatever then i'm assuming that the context is that like that person supports it um so you know it's kind of like why do you post that and opening the door to like a conversation right like where is this person coming from because if i put my opinion out there first and or and my beliefs and you know i actually don't i'm just gonna be outright and say i don't think it's an opinion to believe that trans humans are humans with full rights and like i i think that's a fact it is a fact yeah (laughs) Um, and i realize that there are people who think that it is an opinion Mm -hmm. right and so rather than stating like coming from here's what i here's where i'm coming from first um because that could feel like an attack like if i'm going to show up at your front door with all of my um badges and banners versus just being like oh hey you know, because then that person can start the conversation, right? And then I can join into it rather than like, this is how I'm going to start the conversation. 
Because isn't that, isn't that how the Socratic method works? You ask people questions to help them learn things? Something I like think that. so, yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely, yeah. exactly. And that's why I, in my head, I didn't know what to chant, sure. say. But I knew that what I was writing wasn't the right way mm. to go. And what you said is, I agree, is the right way. Like, mm. is that would be the right way right path to say hey instead of telling somebody the answer mm -hmm. ask them what they were thinking yeah and why they answered the way they did to see if they get to right uh, they can develop their own reasoning to get to it right. you know like lead people rather than show people yeah because right? if if that person's answer is you know like oh because i really uh, that this this anti-trans trope insert anti-trans trope here that they said mm -hmm. is totally right on then the next question is like oh interesting that why do you think that's right on yeah you know and like just asking questions uh, until it becomes a point of like okay either you know this person is talk because sometimes a person will sort of talk themselves out or mm -hmm. open up a door where you can be like oh here's here's something like in, in fact that person does just want to be loved in fact that person does just want to be seen as another human being in fact that person does have as much validity and right and you know um uh need for protection as you do you know or whatever it is wherever the path may go and sometimes it's very clear from the answers that a person is is sharing that like oh this person isn't open to learn or open to um consider other perspectives and so then it's like okay do i continue to engage with them is it going to be beneficial to me and them and or them right um if I decide not to continue to engage, do I disengage completely? Like, do I block them or do I just... Because you can mute stories. Like, I don't want to yeah. see this person's stories anymore. I don't want to completely unfriend them in case I want to leave that door open. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so weird. Like, social media is so weird in that way. That it sort is, of, like, yeah. real but not real, like, connection that we have with people. Even people we do know and see every single day. Like, sometimes it's weird to see. You're like... Am I supposed to be seeing this? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I feel like I know you, but I don't right. talk to you ever. Right. And it's like, yeah. that's a weird thing. That is yeah. not uh, not supernatural. It's not a very yeah. natural thing. So it's kind of like we're, there's so many things that I feel like aren't very natural that we're trying to comprehend and wrap our heads around. Like the fact that we have a totally. phone in our pockets, right? Or right. like we're- A tiny supercomputer in our pocket. Well, and our jobs, all our jobs are go sit at a computer all day, right? Like, yeah. and look at a screen like, yeah. what? Of course we're, of course we're like- Losing our minds. Losing our minds and <laughs> our bodies are going against it. And yes. like, we don't want to get to work on time. Or like, no. we don't want to Want to play in a meadow. <laughs> yeah, we want to like see the sun and hang out. Yeah. And laugh. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, it's like 1130. How dare time pass? Okay, I'll leave it at this. Mm -hmm. It's just a random question. If you could have any mm -hmm. talent in the world, and it could be making the best grilled cheese, if you could have any talent in the world that you don't already possess and are working on, mm -hmm. what would your talent be? Uh, being able to like enter any room and start uh, a music, some sort of song oh. with what's in the room, whether it's like a piano in the room or yeah. any like an instrument or no instrument, totally. and to have it sound good and totally. for people to like want to join in. Right. Oh. That'd be a sick talent. That would be for a each sick every time I do that. Like yeah. at a bar, right? Yeah. I'm just like hanging out with friends and I'm like, you know what? It's kind of like there you can just tell <laughs> yeah. that the vibe is kind of everybody in the bar is kinda of like uh, and yeah. just to like liven things up just to start 
banging out a beat on the table yeah. and just singing and yeah. th- and it, for it to sound really good. Yeah. That people are like, whoa, that sounds good. Let's start singing yeah, too. Let's you know? in. Let's go. That would be a sick talent. <laughs> I dig it. That's an awesome talent. Yeah. Um, Owen Miller. That's a wrap. This was awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Laura Dickinson Turner. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Or as as Meredith called me today, Laura Dickinson Turner, Donna Greenberg. <laughs> Her She adopted you? No, yeah, I mean, yeah. You could go by the LDT. The LD- I have sometimes gone by the LDT. The LDT. Yeah. You know LDT. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I'm going to hit stop on this now. All right. Thanks okay. for a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you to the awesome Owen Miller for being today's guest on Defining Talent, a podcast. And thank you to our awesome listeners for tuning in. You can visit definingtalentpod.com for more information about Owen as well as prior episodes and guests. New episodes are released every other Friday. And on Friday, August 25th, my guest for episode 8 is Dr. Linda Greenberg, the chair of the English department at Cal State LA, who this fall, instead of going on sabbatical as planned, will be serving as the interim chair for our music department, because she's a total rock star like that. So be sure to tune in on the 25th for Dr. Greenberg's episode. Again, I'm Laura Dickinson-Turner, and this has been Defining Talent, a podcast. Thank you so very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.